Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tech and Real Estate, where we bridge the gap between real estate and technology. My name is Jose Rivas, co-host of your favorite podcast um, and senior engineer at realestateapi.com. In today's episode, we have John Rogers, Chief Innovation Officer at CoreLogic. Hi, John. How are you? Fantastic, Jose. Thank you so much for the invite. Great to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, for coming in and, and speaking with us today. Um, so I'd like to start just kind of with your sort of your origin story and, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into technology and, and specifically what drew you into the real estate space. Sure. I've been with uh, CoreLogic for actually coming up to 10 years now. Uh, so I'm in the fortunate positioning of running research and development. So in simple terms, going after things that we sometimes categorize as Horizon 2, Horizon 3 initiatives. So 18 to 36 months out and really blending together both our expertise in real estate, uh, obviously our truth data set on all things property and the latest and greatest in technology to hopefully provide needle moving solutions to our clients across the housing ecosystem. And, uh, and before that, um, worked on many financial, pharmaceutical, um, aeronautical, logistics uh, companies across the world from uh, Hong Kong to Pakistan to Thailand to Germany to Egypt to uh, all across the United States. So uh, I've been fortunate enough to see different parts of the world. Oh, that's uh, that's really cool. Uh, so starting in aeronautics and then how, how did you how did you move into real estate? Did uh, aerospace engineering at Glasgow University in Scotland. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Went and joined uh, British Airways for many years, which was fantastic. Uh, with the engineer on some of the cockpit equipment and on, on some of their reservation and cool. operational systems, which was fantastic. Um, just a, a great experience. Moved on and worked in the retail sector across the UK and then uh, joined IBM and worked in big financial institutions around the world, implementing payments platforms, uh, implementing uh, you know, new uh, mortgage solutions. So uh, yeah, been, been very fortunate. And then uh, um, l- luckily, I was uh, asked to join CoreLogic, which is a data analytics company for all things property and location, uh, 10 years ago. So I uh, jumped at the chance and, uh, and joined. Absolutely fantastic company to work for. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. It's a, it's a really interesting space to be, you know, to be, to be working in. Um, so one of the things that CoreLogic focuses on is, is not you know, just data solution, but, but insights, right? And, and you were mentioning that, that you guys work with a lot of, of prop tech uh, startups and, and just the prop tech industry in general. What, what's the, what do you see as the landscape right now, um, you know, out there in, in, the, in the prop tech industry? Yeah, um, as the, the audience is probably aware, it's been a, obviously a pretty tough 2020. Tough year, yeah. Ecologic is helping out a lot of uh, uh, prop tech retail companies as, as we talk about, especially in the uh, single family investment space. Um, the H1, the first half of the year, obviously a, a lot down in investment terms for the prop tech and retech industry. We are seeing a slight lift in the second half of the year, which is encouraging. And we're just, there's a little glimmer of hope, hopefully, for uh, 2024 in terms of investment profile. For 2023, it's obviously bands down and, and you know, trying to survive and get through this period. And you know, obviously from a CoreLogic perspective, we're, we're trying to take time, cost and energy out for our retech and prop tech companies on, on manual tasks and so forth to 
really try and uh, re reduce uh, capital spend. So yeah, that's that's great. Um, how do you see you know the new technologies like like AI kind of shaping the landscape? Uh, you know, going going forward. Cool logic. We're um, we process over twenty two thousand data sources on all wow. things property. So we've built a 21st century data manufacturing plant and literally take everything from a, a fax of a fax. So think about when you buy a home and you sign an inch and a half worth of, of paperwork, you process right. hundreds of millions of documents per year, all the way through to point cloud data, which is satellite imagery, aerial imagery, drone imagery, structure sensor imagery. Everything in between to get the best view of every single property. Because of that, we can do pretty amazing insights and models using obviously, uh, as you mentioned, uh, some of the leading AI tools out there. Mm -hmm. We use image analytics to help the QC process of appraisers. So when they run an appraisal and they take imagery of a, of a home, we can reduce the time that that takes that typically is the longest poll when we when a, a lender is trying to close a loan uh, with a homeowner, uh, a home buyer like you and I, all the way through to say using image analytics um, for all imagery through the claims process in insurance, where we help insurers optimize the claims process. In other words, getting the homeowner back in the home as fast as possible after maybe say like a weather event like a hurricane. Yeah. So you get the homeowner back as fast as possible and you optimize the process in terms of how many adjusters you send out, how many contractors you send out, how many builders you send out. From an insurance perspective, you're reducing time, cost, and energy and providing a much better experience to to the um, the homeowner. That's sure. obviously just one part of AI. Generative AI uh, is absolutely an amazing technology. We have uh, a lot of things in the oven, shall I say, using gen ai across um our truth data set on all things property and location that's really important gen AI is amazing but it does shine a strong light on the old adage garbage in garbage out if you're not working on that truth data set then it can cause issues we're, we're fortunate in CoreLogic that obviously manufacturing twenty two thousand data sources and all things property, we have a very good view of that property from its location on the earth, uh, all its financials in terms of you know, valuation, reconstruction costs, all the characteristics, its complete history. And then you can you know, use that information to predict uh, future scenarios and, and, and future events. So we've got a few things in the oven, uh, working on Gen AI about how we can think about how we help the the real estate agent, how do we help underwriters in the, in the mortgage space? How do we help any property professional find the insight that's local to them that they can take action on? It's exciting times, Jose. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For example, climate data, right? You guys gather a lot of, a lot of uh, different data sets that maybe the end user wouldn't necessarily think of. What are some of the some of the data sets that are not specifically like about the actual buildings, if, if you will, uh, that, that kind of get you excited about about delivering a full picture uh, yeah, for your yeah. users? 
Yeah, so um, Jose, you mentioned uh, climate change. So, so we spent two years uh, developing a, a leading edge model and insight, climate risk analytics, which allows companies to measure, model, and mitigate the potential fi uh, financial impact to every property due to climate change. And that's initially up to the year 2050. So why does that matter? From a regulator's perspective, that helps uh, shape policy, and we work with many federal mm -hmm. agencies. From an investor community, that helps uh, assess risk on your current portfolio, whether residential, commercial properties, and it indeed helps on investing in the future. How do you hedge appropriately? From an insurer's viewpoint, we help insurers um, uh, set premiums for each and every home. And also it, it helps um, create incentives for the homeowner to reduce their premium. As in, uh, say, say your, your, your house is a high risk due to wildfire, there are incentives that you can give the homeowner in terms of, you know, taking out brush underneath your deck, the fence is 12 feet away from your house. And so that, that helps uh, potentially lower premium. So so we work with all those markets on, a, on this global issue that uh, we're really trying to lean in, provide a financial measurement mm -hmm. in terms of its impact. Once you can provide a financial impact, what is often sometimes seen as abstract when people talk about climate change yeah. and or sometimes is over-politicized. Once you provide that financial measure, both of those two things move to the side, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, you're really, really getting some actual numbers to it, right? And and that's right. how it affects right. real people, yeah. As carbon emissions rise, the frequency and intensity of major weather events, that sometimes referred to as perils, like hurricanes, uh, tornadoes, mm -hmm. winter storms, wildfires, unfortunately, they increase in uh, intensity and frequency. And so uh, CoreLogic provides these major weather event models. We've, we've been doing this for decades um, to the government sector space, insurance sector space, and uh, the lender community with the, the model of choice for the um, uh, Florida State Hurricane Commission, similarly for wildfire in California, uh, State Fire Agency. So again, these perils are used uh, to primarily protect home ownership and overall helping uh, as a component to help the financial stability of what is the biggest uh, asset class in the world, which is uh, uh, the real estate economy in the US, which sure. is, uh, yeah. for, 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 from all our valuation models, it's worth about $43.5 trillion. Wow. Do you, do you see that steadily growing even through the challenges that we're facing? It's a interesting paradox. It, house prices, uh, we're, we're forecasting, the, uh, I spoke to Dr. Selma Help, who's our chief economist, and house prices are, are growing at uh, 4%, even though, as, as I'm sure the audience has read, mortgage uh, rates are, are still increasing just in yes. 400 basis points. But the highest growth areas are in uh, the south and um, southeastern parts of the United States. Uh, interestingly enough, when you look uh, at the top 10 riskiest counties 
in terms of climate change, hmm. seven of the top 10 are appreciating in value. And, in, and in the number one county in the United States is, is Miami-Dade, but it also is the most riskiest due to climate change, obviously, in terms of the number uh, of uh, hurricanes likely to occur in that area. And unfortunately, we're seeing that rise over time. Uh, if you look across the last 40 years, um, on average, it's about eight major weather events that cause a billion dollars worth of damage or more. In the last wow. five years, that's, in, that's increased to 18 major weather events per year that cause a billion dollars of damage or more. Even in 2023, we're already at uh, 23 major weather events that cause over a billion dollars of damage. So that there are indicators that we need to be aware of. And, you know, with CoreLogic's um, climate risk analytics, we can help both federal agencies, state agencies, put a financial measure to every property. You can literally have two properties side by side, one mm -hmm. being a high risk, one being low risk and that has to do with a number of factors everything from the year that the, the house was built the type of materials used has it gone through any building permits or remodels um first floor height of the building obviously think about that in terms of flooding uh, the material type of the first floor the topology of the land and so forth so we we're fortunate we have all that information to get a very detailed assessment of every property yeah, get the get the full full picture of, of the property yeah. and, and its location. One of your responsibilities, you know, of course, is is innovation at, at your organization. What uh what do you do to I guess to to drive um inspiration and, and innovation with your teams? What we probably uh took a, a slightly different path maybe to, to innovation. So and this is probably fairly rare for the real estate market. We we built a research and development facility in mm. Dallas called the okay. Discovery Center. It's an experience like something out of Star Wars or Star Trek, depending on which is your, your favorite favorite franchise. And we built the room for three reasons. One is to co-innovate with clients and think of all the major federal agency, banks, lenders, insurers, technology companies that uh, we work with. The second reason was to act as a catalyst for CoreLogic teams to understand what we have. The, the facility allows you to visualize, explore, and discover new solutions. So you can search for any property, understand macroeconomics, run analytics across all of our vast data sets in a very compelling and visual way. It's helped us to inspire things like One Home, which is used by uh, real estate uh, agents to provide a, a Netflix-like experience between the realtor and the consumer. Uh, climate risk analytics came came from there, working with some of the federal agencies. Uh, we have our own uh, discovery platform, which is a data science sandbox that uh, you can get access to all that data and build new data sets and work with our data scientists to find new insights. We work with a lot of PropTech, Retech uh, in that world there. And thirdly, hopefully it was just an inspiration to, to our staff to understand what we do um, because we, we have we have so much information. So much data, yeah. And, and we, we service so many sectors. It's a really good way of visualizing that to right. help people think and 
brainstorm ideas for the future. So, you know, uh, I think year to date in by uh, by the end of September, I think we had about uh, just under ninety clients come through the facility this year, uh, over three hundred attendees, just for, from a, a client and partner perspective. So I'm very lucky. Um, we get to you know play around with data, new technology, and yeah. really find that that those. Uh, there's new solutions that help our clients and help you and I as, as, as homeowners. So it's good fun. That's super interesting. Yeah. That's a really cool approach to, you know, to getting your team to, to really understand them because, you know, the possibilities are, are endless with, with this type of type of data. So I think it's really okay. cool that, that you guys are taking that, that approach. Um, what are, what are some of the challenges? Because you, you guys do gather, like you said, you know, stacks and stacks of, of, of um, paper and, and other data points. What are some of the challenges that you that you and your team face as far as you know organizing and and linking everything up? Uh, if I cast my mind back to CoolLogic 1.0, uh, when we first spun out of First American 2011, obviously there was a lot of disparate uh, data data right. sources, disparate products, and over time we've uh, built that 21st century data manufacturing plant. And there's uh, one key element, um, and you know, thanks to our chief data officer, Sachin Rajpal, and uh, one of his senior leads, uh, Anand Singh, we created uh, something called CLIP, which is basically the CoreLogic identifier for each property, mm-hmm. similar to a social security number to you and I, or a ton of breast number in terms of, of companies. And that CLIP number is geospatially aware has lineage and hence the speed to integrating, merging, synthesizing different data sets is exponentially gone through the roof now. And we've built that manufacturing plant. Think of a car manufacturing plant. We've built something similar to resource, procuring all these 22,000 data sources, clipping all of it. And hence, so from a client's perspective, it, we are good to go and they spend time on the new insight rather than all the trying, trying to figure uh, out where things go exactly all, all, all the yeah. data wrangling from mm-hmm. you know procuring it uh, profiling it integrating it securing it that's taken care of so all of our product data scientists engineers are focused on the product for our clients rather than trying to match, say, MLS data to public record information to other data sets that we bring in. That that's just, you know, we've taken that friction point out. So you know, going back to, uh, you know, we use a lot of automation and uh, AI techniques to keep automating more and more of these uh, these data assets to get, to get the, the, you know, the best view of that truth data set on all things right. property and location. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That's uh, you know, really interesting the the way that that you guys are are achieving that. It, it, um, it took a lot of uh, blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was worth it. It was worth it. You know, again, th- th- you know, thanks to guys like uh, uh, Chief Data Officer Sachin Rajpal and uh, Chief uh, Informa- uh, Information Officer April. I mean, what those two gentlemen did and all the the technology and the data teams was. Uh, was remarkable, and, and now it allows our product teams to leverage and innovate at scale. Without that 
infrastructure and that heavy lift. Yeah. All, the, all the teams then spend 40 to 60% of their time on just trying to wrangle stuff together, taking that grunt work away so you can focus on what does the realtor need? What does the mortgage underwriter need? What does the you know, portfolio manager need? What does the insurance agent need? What does the investor need? So it just drives speed to market. And, and it really allows them to focus on on innovating new new products and put exactly. that data. Yeah. If, if our listeners wanted to wanted to learn more about CoreLogic, about about you, where where should I what where should they go? We have uh, obviously corelogic.com as a uh, obviously a great starting point. Obviously please feel free to reach out to me as well. Um you can contact us via the website, via uh, the uh, call numbers there. Come to me directly. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, so uh, happy to take questions and uh, queries. We would absolutely love to do that. that that's uh, uh, we take a lot of clients around the Discovery Center, our research and development facility, and uh, it's a really good experience for clients to come through because it allows. It's a good forum to ideate understand their goals, their challenges, basically provide solutions for today, and more importantly, how do we solve tomorrow in a, in a very fast and uh, changing market. So we, we love hosting clients and uh, uh, partners. So please please feel, feel free to reach out to me also directly on, on LinkedIn. Well, thank you. We'll, we'll definitely put out, you know, those, those, uh, that information uh, in the, in the podcast notes and, you know, it's it's been a pleasure uh, speaking with you, and and you know, thank you so much for taking the time to to join us on on the podcast today. Really appreciate your time, and uh, yeah, great to meet you.